0: Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of The Great Overthinker with me, Jasimar. I hope you all are having a great day, that you're enjoying your day, that you're enjoying your week so far. I'm ready for today because we have a very, 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 very special person that's coming to the show. They're actually someone who has been on the show already before. Um, They're actually on the first episode. So if you listen to that episode, you will know that it is someone I love a lot it's my boo clay (laughs) hey clay (laughs) that's like a great intro that was pretty great that was pretty great i I was trying to set up the
1: the feels (laughs) you you did but i was like oh no i feel like i feel like i don't live up to that it's like oh my god who's gonna be on the show who's gonna be on the show who's gonna be on the show and then it's it's me
0: oh right right. (laughs) I can see that. If people don't know who you are, they're like, okay, that's cute. Right. Oh, it's just Clay. Okay. Right. Um, okay. Well, it's fine. That's but, all right. Uh, hey, y'all. Right. How, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm tired mm-hmm. and also very excited.
1: You know, that's today has feel. been... A, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. We've had a very interesting few days um, collectively and separately, I think. So I know you're tired because you got a lot going on.
0: Yeah. I think it's cool, though, because part of the tiredness is that I've been doing things with real people in real life. So I don't know if I told you. um, Well, I did tell you, but I went to go meet up with my team member, my team members in person and i hadn't seen them like since like march of last year so yeah that was interesting it went to the nice. today i didn't know that <laughs> yeah i told you okay All right. <laughs> um <laughs> that's cool yeah so it's just been a a, ba- a busy day and then you know this past weekend we were um you know we had a birthday to celebrate so that was cool just being around mm-hmm. so i think it just pulls a different energy so Like I was telling him, I haven't really done much, but I'm just like, I'm tired.
1: Yeah. No, that is true. That is true. The meeting up with people, hanging out. That's a whole thing by itself. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah. But I'm happy. I'm here. I'm energized. I I have some tea right here. It's chamomile, so actually, maybe that's not the energizing kind. But. <laughs> I,
1: I have sleepy time tea. I'm good. To go.
0: <laughs> Basically, oops, my bad. Because yeah. I was going to get good. coffee, and then they were closed. Um, oh, okay. So, it's all good. Yeah. So, um, I sent you a will of randomness. Uh, oh, are you God. ready to spin that mug?
1: I am, but... I might not be ready to do all the things. Let me see. All right. All right. I'm going to spin. I'm spinning now. Yes, please. All right. Give me a minute. All right. And I'm spinning. Spinning, 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 spinning,
0: spinning, spinning, <laughs> spinning, <it>, spinning, <laughs> spinning, All right.
1: <laughs> it is message sent.
0: Message. Okay, cool. What so I gotta we... do I got to do? I know. You ain't got to do nothing crazy. So you just go back to your last message. Obviously not ours, because we were talking about this stuff. But um, Uh you go back to your text message and the last message either you sent or you received. And kind of like, what is the nature of that conversation? So nothing crazy, but.
1: All right. This is this is good because I, I, I'm going to do something. I actually want to share two of them because one is a text message. But mm-hmm. technically, the last message I sent was through um, WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. So the text message, the last text message I got yeah. is actually something that we both um, we both got about participating in a sound bath situation. Yeah. And we both had to say no because we were doing yes. this, <laughs> but, but it was really special. And um, I was also just listening to some some really calming and cleansing music myself. But the actual the the message I sent last was through WhatsApp to my gang. You know my gang, and we were talking about um, the whole Tulsa situation, and some people think that that um. It's a whole, I don't know, mess of a situation that has to do do with capitalism more than actually being interested in what happened in Tulsa and actually providing aid to the people. And so we were just looking at some comments and and talking about that. So those are the two things.
0: Well, I guess I have to ask you because I, I don't know the Tulsa thing you're talking about. I mean, is it related to like black wall street like what what are you talking about
1: yeah yeah so the 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 tulsa bombings and riots and all of that mm-hmm. um and the fact that now because it's been the 100 year anniversary of that that it's been in the media a lot um president biden went to um talked about it i think he actually went there um when and, and you know the presidents before him had not gone so it's people are wondering why there's so much talk about it and to me it's obvious why there's so much talk about it because it's been hidden for so long but i think there are a lot of people who who are questioning the motives as we as we tend to do so got you got you yeah and a lot of people are visiting there um now and just different things
0: yeah okay cool yeah i didn't know all about that but yeah yeah it's all a mess (laughs) and then (laughs) I think it's hard to just the motive stuff because you just I I guess when you're getting into politics and stuff like that you just never really know you just hope that that person is genuine about whatever the actions they that they're doing so you just never you never know but yeah I mean what listen hey what what was that? Oh, no, no, <laughs> I was about
1: to say because we could take the whole show and talk about that. <laughs> so oh, we right, no, we right. might we might be going too far, but yeah, anyway. I, I feel what you're saying though. What were you saying? About a
0: movie? No, we were watching something and they kind of talked about the the massacre. The massacre. Um what, what were we watching? But it was like a fictional thing we were watching. Um was it Oh, oh, Oh man,
1: what's the, one of the best shows of of twenty twenty? What was Love, it? What was is it, it? Lovecraft? Yeah, it's Lovecraft. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: cool. Yeah, so yeah. I'm glad that we still get to kind of get the history of it too, because I think it's very easy for those things to kind of be washed away and like, oh, we didn't know about this thing, but I'm like, no, yeah, this is huge. It also tells a lot of like how far people will go to kind of silence us, especially when we're being mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. successful and doing our own thing. So
1: yeah, I'm going yes. to
0: read into that stuff too.
1: Um, yeah. It's, it's just essential to, to our history. So yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Also, what else? um, so I think there's another thing on there too. We don't have to get too far deep into it, but I know it's put, put me on, I think this on there, the wheel as well. Mm-hmm. And um, you actually put me on to this documentary. Again, we don't have to go far into it, but um, high off the hog on Netflix. <laughs> that yes. I, I have one more episode to go, and um, very briefly, wow! <laughs> like it is, so, I know it is so good. Yeah, it's big. Wow. Yeah, because I don't think I ever really thought about. For for those who haven't seen it, it's it's basically how. Black Americans have influenced um, American cuisine in general and all the way back from slave times to Africa, actually, before um, coming to America or being brought to America um, forcefully. And um, how those traditions and their talents, to me, I think cooking is 100% a talent, gifts um, in the community, everything that goes around food how we carry that through and yeah it's just yeah. really good so if you haven't seen it uh go do that because it's, it. it's kind of
1: everything yeah and one thing that i thought was really special about it so you know i mentioned my gang earlier um and they're from trinidad so mm-hmm. what's what's interesting is you know when we think about black people in america we typically think african-americans people who were um born here or the ancestry is still you know their par- our parents are from here brought straight from africa possibly but but mm-hmm. they are they were either born in trinidad or their parents um, were born in trinidad mm-hmm. and what's funny about that show is it connects all of that so when it's when it starts from cuisine in africa then we're all watching the show and we're like oh damn like so we can see so many of these traditions in our own food even though West Indian cuisine is very different from typical African-American cuisine but the show does a great job of showing how as black people across the diaspora we're all connected so that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I really like I really enjoyed watching the show
0: yeah maybe that, like wait
1: I just have to I just yeah. have to add this like uh, Natasha shout out Natasha if you're listening but she was like I think it was Natasha who said, like they sound like she was listening to the people who were in I think it was North Carolina or South Carolina mm-hmm. and she was like that they sound like island people you know which is funny and and it was mm-hmm. like we could all see the connection between between everybody and that's really special because we don't we don't get to experience that a lot
0: yeah yeah I heard that too which was funny though I was like I always think, like, the the dialect from New Orleans, when you're talking about, like, the Creole, but specifically, like, New Orleans is a very specific dialect, and mm-hmm. part of them, like, I think they were in, like, South Carolina or something like that, I'm like, you sound like, you know, all these languages or dialects kind of sound similar, like, they don't sound exactly like that, but I'm like, hmm, I can yeah. hear the influence, so... Yeah, we're yeah. all connected, and it's 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 beautiful the way that they kind of depicted that. So, yeah, yeah, definitely go, yeah. go go watch that. Um, it's a series; Please. it's only four episodes. I think each episode is like forty five minutes to an hour, so it's not a, a huge you know taking on. So, yeah, just want to share that with the people. Now oh, that was a good share. You know, you know, I'm out here. <laughs> um, we're going to get into the overthought. I don't really have to ask you about being an overthinker because you're the only person who said you weren't an overthinker. So congratulations there. You know, <laughs> you made it. I don't,
1: I, don't, I don't know if it's congratulations,
0: but I'll, I'll take it. Right. No, it's, it's been really cool to hear people talk about that. But, um, you know, I think I've, I've used some of the tactics that you have used to not overthink in my life to just be like okay do it so yeah it's it's been really good so far but but now we're gonna get into this overthought which is a bit um i don't have like a specific direction i kind of told you about this already like we're just gonna talk i don't know where it's gonna go but i was kind of thinking about it being pride month of course um And then I was also thinking about music because I always think about music. Um, Music is a very big part of my life in just different ways. It shows up in very different ways. So either, you know, you're setting the mood for yourself as you're trying to meditate or whatever, if you're happy, sad, whatever music is always there. Me as a songwriter, that's, you know, a big part of how I interact with music. So I'm always thinking about music. So, with those two <laughs> things I was also thinking about how music played a part in shaping my identity as a queer man and then I started thinking about well you know I have my own specific influences regarding queerness and music and then what about like the bigger picture and um that led me kind of to think about our topic today which again I'm not a super expert on the history of music but um i just want to talk about just queer influences in music past and present and that can go on the, a bigger scale the grand scheme of things but also past and present in our individual lives so that spans like the 80s to you know 2020s so that's mm-hmm. kind of like what we're gonna talk about today and we're gonna see where it goes uh, All right. <laughs> so where are we start? I know, in Houston? girl. I don't know where where we want to go. Where are we gonna go? Um, I, nice. I will say, uh, or what I want to start, or what can maybe start us off, is when you think about um the past and the foundation of of music regarding um, queer influences. Just what do you think about? Oh man, well. When i think about the past
1: for sure especially because of, of my upbringing then i'm thinking about mm-hmm. gospel music specifically and also blues because those two things are are very united so i'm thinking about those two genres and heavy queer influences <laughs> in those genres so yeah. so that's what i think about as soon as you as soon as you said queer influences in music I think about gospel because that's also mm-hmm. like that's what I was raised on. I couldn't, I I couldn't really listen to a lot of other music besides gospel. So, so that's my influence. But of course, you know, you get older and you, you understand a little bit more. You listen to a little bit more, and you realize, if, first of all, queerness has been in music since since there has been music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just so much. It's so much to think about. Um, I think about particularly choir directors. Mm-hmm. That have influenced, um, obviously gospel music, but but also that influence goes beyond gospel music because gospel music yeah. permeates so much of black music. So everybody growing up in church, I mean, that's a stretch. I'm gonna say most people growing up in church had a a queer choir director or or somebody queer who was tearing it up in church, mm-hmm. and that influences so much of where where we go, um, once we once we leave that space what do you think about first when when you when you hear that that phrase like queer queer influences in music
0: well I think I first think about hmm if I'm honest I think I think about um, people like Sylvester and I kind of think about disco I think about queer I think about queer expression like actual queer expression uh, and how that played a role in 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 queer identity queer music in general so that's my first thoughts um I mean I wasn't alive in the 70s and also I didn't I'm not heavy on listening to that stuff you know growing up but when I think about it and when people I think, refer to artists that they think were queer or whatever or actually were queer, it's usually coming from people in the 70s and 80s. Obviously, <laughs> we have people that started this whole thing, but that's what I think of when I um, think about um, kind of like the history part of it. Um, yeah, But then I start to think, you know, if I'm thinking even past that, if we're trying to get to like some of the, the first influences of it, of, of queer people and queer influences in general in music, I would think about the artist versus the talent and how that seemed to be like this running theme with music. So even if you're talking about gospel, if you're talking about people's acceptance of the artist, And I think when you're thinking about music, when it first started, like we can even go early 1900s, you know, there is no social media, obviously. Um, And I feel that the artist was able to really be whoever they were, because if they were, you know, a celebrity in the music realm or whatever, and that's how they're making their living. I could be wrong, but it it feels like they created their own circle. So if they were queer and they had a a same-sex partner, like, all right, do what you, you do, but sing this song, you know? And I don't know of the first people who were, like, actually singing about queer things, but as far as queer artists, I feel like they were very much, like, out and about. And not kind of, not how they are or were, let's say early 2000s. I feel like a lot of people were still in the closet up until very recently. But um, I I feel like I think of freedom, but I could be wrong. I don't really know. But um, does that make any sense? (laughs) It it does make sense. I'm, I'm trying
1: to, I was thinking of examples of that and I feel like, and there's so many things we talk about when we talk about queerness. So we can be talking about sexuality. We can be talking about gender expression. Mm-hmm. And I feel like around that time that you're talking about, so you think of seventies and eighties, gender queerness was a little bit more acceptable mm-hmm. um, around, around that time. Cause you'd think you had, you had Prince, um, Michael, mm-hmm. David Bowie, uh, Grace Jones. So, there was a gender queerness that that was cool there, but in terms of sexuality, that was still very much like let's not go there. Let, let's not let people know who you are actually mm-hmm. having sex with. Because what, what I thought about is how mi- how much people are their talent is stripped away. Like you mentioned talent versus the artist. The talent is almost stripped away from who the artist is. So it's like, well, can we can we consume this, market this, sell this? How can we do this? And if who you are as a person is problematic for us, well, then we need to, to try to separate that some way. So I also think about that when I think about queer influence, is that as a as a society we took the the art we took the the product and separated it from the person and almost didn't care what happened to the person when i think about how that happens in church it's like okay well yeah you can you can play this instrument you can sing this song you can direct the choir and also you can you can also be pretty flamboyant while doing it but just Make sure nobody knows that you're actually gay. <laughs> don't don't tell anybody that part. And as long as nobody knows that, you can keep doing what you're doing. The moment people know, now it's a problem. Um, and that has been like, that has been since forever. Some, something that comes to mind I want to share because I think a lot of times people don't know this, but um, there was there's this term uh, castrati, and this was around the time um classical music, of course, a big thing and this is centuries ago mm-hmm. where where boys would be castrated because they liked the fact that they had these high voices so they would castrate them so that their voices wouldn't change mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily, um, necessarily queerness but it is it, it, it's its own form of queerness even if that is by force you've, you've changed the trajectory of this person's life and and cause them to be othered in a particular way. Mm-hmm. So it's not them othering themselves, but they're being othered just so that what they have to offer can be sold, can be consumed, can be appreciated by other people with no regard for who the person actually is. So I think about that, too. All the people behind the scenes in queer music even if it's just like choreographers or your makeup artists, mm-hmm. hairstylists, the people who who help shape what we see but they're behind the scenes, the background singers, like all those people who don't get to step forward mm-hmm. because if they do step forward, we don't know we don't know how to how to accept them. We don't know how to receive them and and we imagine that they can't we can't sell or market them as a product. So that's that's really that's the sad part I think. We see a lot of that changing thankfully, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well I think that goes back to what I was saying about the artist versus um the talent in the sense of the freedom part. So again, I could be wrong, but I feel like in those spaces there are chances for the artist to exist how they really want to exist but in their own circle and I think when you're thinking about the marketing of it all so if there's a visual that goes along with that is that if there's like extra endorsements those types of things like when you're talking about something that's bigger than the music which I feel like that became a thing definitely you know if you're talking about probably the seventies on even before that, where artists were starting to do different things to make money outside of just singing um, and singing live. So I don't know. I I, I keep thinking that there is some truth in that or where they can express Uh themselves. It just feels like Uh in the music, it wasn't really a lot of that going on. Um, I can't really think of too many songs that yeah. really expressed it, but when I think about even, you know, the gender expression, that type of thing, I can think of so many artists, but when I think about what they're actually singing about, I'm like, hmm, this is straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, very straight.
1: <laughs> no, that's that is that's such a good point. Yeah, that they got to exist in, in some way, live their truth, but that truth could not be expressed in the music also it couldn't be expressed in for real in public like they could be like you said they could be Mm -hmm. in their little circles they go to this club they know where they know where the hangouts are but they can't give an interview that talks about it because then we won't believe when they when they try to sell us this straight song we won't believe it so we got to believe that they're straight in some way um in order for the music to be marketable. Yeah. So I, I I feel you there. I think, I think, but you know, that, that has always been the case too. People have always been, we we think of queerness as, as this thing that is just now being a thing. Like, oh, all of a sudden people are queer. All of a sudden people are are gay. Mm -hmm. Like this is, people have always been able to find spaces to do what it is they feel led to do. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of when and how can they present that to wider society and is it accepted?
0: Yeah. So hmm, just so many places I can go with that. Uh because <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> so thinking many. well, when you say that, I started just thinking about direct queerness versus like subtle in how's that impacted us so like you know i guess i could just ask you like what has who has been like your musical influences regarding queerness like are there people that you remember seeing as a kid that like kind of changed your thoughts on queerness in music or queerness in general
1: i'm excited about this because <laughs> I want to give a shout out right now to Be formerly known (laughs) as Tone in the gospel world. I feel like, um, you know, me coming up as in the church, singing gospel music, like I thought for a time, I thought that that's what I would do professionally. And, but I, but at some point I was like, wait a minute, but I'm also going to be true to who I am and I don't think that's going to be accepted and and B. Slade, even when he was in the gospel world as Tone was always pushing boundaries regarding queerness mm-hmm. so at that point it was mainly he was he was married but it was mainly his gender expression was always something that would cause so much commotion in the church and gospel world. He would, mm-hmm. you know, his hair was always done. And when I say done, I mean laid. Mm-hmm. Color, like he he wore extravagant outfits when he performed. So he brought something to the gospel world that wasn't there before. And then he actually came out. Mm-hmm. While he was still a gospel artist, he came out and, and talked about Loving men. And that for me, around the time when he did that, I was, I'm I'm pretty sure I had already come out to my family. But watching him do that publicly was like, wait a minute. So you you still in this world and you decide to come out knowing how that will change your career. And it changed his career really forever. It changed Everything about his career, he's obviously still making music and still making great music, but he tried to still exist in the gospel world as he was, that didn't work out so well. So for for me, that's such a big influence of just being able to to have someone else live their truth and give you give you some encouragement just by watching them that you can do the same. So I I would say he's a big one for me.
0: Yeah. Oh Beachley. And it's yeah. funny like I know. Yeah, you have showed me so many things about him so thank you for introducing me to him in that way um, I knew of Be Slave but I, I didn't know like all the details so yeah I mean of all the places let's um, say all the places to come out but it's like that's just so hard you know I think if you're just a regular mm-hmm. artist and you come out that's one thing but being in something that usually condemns homosexuality and be such a talent and then we're talking about splitting the artist from the talent you know sometimes if a person's talent is so great you overlook these other things but you know in his case and obviously you can add to this i mean the talent is really great like it's it's there and there's still this well you're still gay, so I don't know. <laughs> like that can't work. And I feel like in other spaces, sometimes you can make the um the exception uh not that it's fair or it's right. I'm just saying like how people think. Um, you know, I'm thinking about but most of those artists I'm thinking about are actually didn't really come out as far as I know. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like uh. I know most of them don't. Most of them yeah, don't yeah so that's that's just interest interesting to see that play out for him so I'm, I'm really excited to see where he continues to go but yeah i didn't have that example i think my first introductions are the first things i think about as far as you know first listening to music the 90s 2000s i think about still more so gender expression queer gender expression so i think about prince of course And i think a lot of people at that time was like oh Prince is gay and blah 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 blah. i'm like well no i don't think so (laughs) i mean he's pulling all the baddies out here so i don't i don't know about that but then that also just as a kid make you think about things in a different way you know and i think i also think about maxwell um again these people i don't know for sure for sure if, if they were um Exclusively straight, or they only, you know, were with women, but there's a way that Maxwell moved as an R&B singer, which I obviously I'm in the R&B. That I'm like, ooh, that's different, you know. There's um, yeah. sensuality there and, and a softness that I really hadn't mm-hmm. hadn't seen in music at, uh, up until that point. And not saying that it didn't exist, but as far as mainstream. R and B on BET, having the videos and stuff like that. Maxwell would have been like mm-hmm. one of the, the first that I I seen express themselves the way that that he did. Um, yeah, yeah. So honestly, oh, go
1: ahead. I was just gonna say quick shout out to Tevin Campbell.
0: Tevin, that's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you talk, yeah, when you talk about the softness, I re, I remember that so well. Like looking at Tevin, of course, hearing his voice, and you're like. What is this voice? There was a softness there that that we weren't used to seeing or hearing. I think. Yeah. So that's another
0: example. But for Tevin, for me, because I, whenever I think of Tevin, even now, I really just think of him as a kid. So I don't. I don't. I knew he was gonna say that. Well, I do. So I mean, <laughs> no, I he it. did have songs as an adult, but I I was like, I didn't even know Tevin did these. So when I think of him, I don't think of. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a level of queerness there, but I just—I don't really think of it. It's like, oh, you're—you're you're a kid, and I don't know. You know, most kids are not singing exactly; they're just singing. <laughs> like, so I—I I, I don't really think about them as an artist and really expressing themselves. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I hear you. Um,
1: you know, what it was like for me with with, with Tevin Campbell, it was like. When you walking down the street and you see somebody and you know that they're queer. But <laughs> yes. maybe you're in a you're in a space and you're like, okay, well you can't just say nothing, but you just kinda you recognize it and they recognize <laughs> it and you keep going. That's what for me it was like with Tevin. It's like, Oh, I know. I know you're queer in some way. And it was like, All right, thank you for existing. That's how that's how I felt.
0: <clears throat> Did but Tevin didn't come out as queer, right?
1: Tevin actually came <laughs> I, don't... <laughs> I guess so you, don't, you don't remember this no. So he was asked a few years ago About it And and he said He He li- he wouldn't consider himself gay Or bisexual Because then they pressed the issue And asked him if he would consider himself bisexual He said no, he, he likes to try different things mm. Sexually And then he called himself a trisexual
0: Oh, um, the made up one? Like, I'll try anything? <laughs> Girl, bye. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, that one. Okay, I did not know that. Okay, well, yeah. we see you, Tevin.
1: So, we'll, listen, <laughs> right, we'll take it. Which, Which, by the way, is, if we want to be honest, is most people's situation. Most people will try something. And, and most people don't say that because we automatically put them somewhere. So when Tevin Campbell said that, most people probably was like, oh, yeah, well, we know you was gay anyway. Or uh-huh. well, we knew you are bisexual. And he's saying, no, nah, I'm, I'm not. I just I'm sometimes I'm down for anything. And I feel like that's also a beautiful space that can be created um, through music and through artists. It's like just that space of you get to try things and also not be labeled and also not be put into a
0: particular box. So yeah, man, I didn't know that. Yeah. Love you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but then that makes me think about, um, you know, when I actually did, which is weird because I feel like that I'm I ha- I'm too old for this, but if <laughs> if I'm thinking about I'm artists that, you know, at least came out um, as queer. In my lifetime, or people that I'm listening to, the only person I can really think of first is Frank Ocean. And mm-hmm. I don't know. There has to be some. There has to be someone before, but I can't think of anyone who had an infl- impact on me. And I think because yeah. there's something about Frank that is very um, me. Like not exactly. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not Frank, but like it. It felt that way like he's yeah it's not super you know out there like there's so many different types of queer people some are quiet shy to themselves and some are flamboyant loud and all the and everything in between yeah and i think um frank reminded me more so of how i am in my my life in general Mm -hmm. so i'm like ooh, Mm -hmm. how is this gonna play out and so yeah, that had a, <laughs> yeah. a huge impact on how I saw um, queerness in the music industry and just queerness in general and how people received that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because he had the ability to really fly under the radar and just go with the flow of what people may have assumed. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't have to necessarily come out, and people would have been fine with him singing his little love songs to women and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I think you're right. He he represented the people who. Could hide if they chose to, but what it looks like to make the decision to not hide. Yeah, and and I appreciated that from from Frank Ocean for sure.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I can't really, as far as like in my adolescence or just me coming up, I'm like, eh, I know who else who came out. <laughs> I, don't
1: I don't. I mean, a lot of people where they were already out. Yeah. Uh, there has to be somebody i feel like there there's been moments i don't know i don't know i don't even want to bring it up because i feel like at some point there was a rapper who we kind of grew up with Mm. who who came out as bisexual and that was pretty much the end of their career like we didn't hear they were kind of a young rapper not not one of the prominent ones that we know now Mm -hmm. but but forget i ain't even gonna talk about that because i don't yeah i don't know i don't remember who But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we saw Janelle Monae come out, but that's, you know, that's, we're all grown when she, as she's, well, as they are expressing who they are in their sexuality and their gender expression. So that's, that was pretty great
0: to to witness. Yeah. Yeah. what do you think about Raven? Raven, don't do that to Raven. <laughs> what do you think don't... about? Wait. What? Do you...
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to Raven. I just thought about Raven. We don't like to. We don't like to mention her as an as an artist as a singer.
0: She
1: is. But let's not. Let's not. <laughs> come on. She was putting out those albums. We also watched her come out. That was a, and that was a big deal for those of us who grew up on Raven.
0: No, you're right. You're right. She's yeah. iconic. All right. Sorry. Iconic still. <laughs> she is. No, she is. You're right. What do you think about um So, so far we've been talking about direct like queerness uh the impact on the music. So we're talking about artists who are queer, we're talking about, you know, possible music that um ha- has been influenced by them. But what do you think about artists who are not um also forgive me for saying artists because you'd be like artists whatever you mean <laughs> Art. artists yeah
1: that's okay listen you say how you can okay, cool. uh I'm, I'm getting over yeah it. y'all
0: get what i mean but um <laughs> for i would say specifically or at least the trend that i've seen um straight black singers for the most part and their influence on on um queer culture so you have your beyonce's you have your your whitney's you have your um maybe your tinas um Uh like all of these have an influence on the culture um well well I don't know about Whitney, but you know, <laughs> 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 um, based on the documentaries that yeah. we've seen, but you know, as at least how how <laughs> right. she presented, we'll say that. Yeah, um, yeah. But like that influence on queer culture, like what do you think about that stuff? Because um, that,
1: yeah, that's great. I also think about Patty, mm-hmm. Diana, mm-hmm. all of them. Um, I feel all of them. What I think about let's start, let's start with like the the old school ones first like mm-hmm. like Diana, Patty, Tina. I feel like there was a reciprocal relationship. There was there was reciprocity between them and queer community. Mm-hmm. So you have you have these amazing women giving you <laughs> the best that they got mm-hmm. which had heavy influence on on queer men for sure and it makes me also think of of drag culture yeah and what that performance space was like so you have you have the women offering that you have you have drag queens taking that and and doing an like an over the top version of that because they've been so influenced by that which then i think goes back to those women, and also enhances their performance, mm-hmm. so that when so by the time you get to somebody like even a Patty LaBelle now, and a, a Beyonce, you see that son, Beyonce doesn't do it so much anymore. But even even <laughs> I'm, I'm in my head now. I'm thinking about her at the Grammys, even when she's not performing. It is this over the top presentation of yourself, mm-hmm. which is heavily influenced. By drag culture and queer men. So I think that is they have such an influence. The, those women had heavy influences in the queer community, and the queer community gives back to them as well um, by showing them an, maybe another version of themselves. You know, when Beyonce transformed between first album and second. She, she literally became a drag queen before our, before our mm-hmm. eyes and we was all here for it but it was just because she has so many queer people influencing her in the moment and since then she's sort of changed and and become to she's coming to whoever she wants to present herself as now mm-hmm. but I think that there was like this love relationship between those women and the queer community which is why they always, um, pay homage to, to a queer community because they know that without the queer community, like, if you take away the queer community,
0: who will be left in the beehive? Right. Exactly. No, you're right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think about like, like, in that same space, it's just, I do think for the artist, usually there is, like, some respect there, some acknowledgement there. Um, but i think also you have cases where um you don't you know and i think that's probably more so in in the the church um for the most part if you're talking about those type of artists but you know let's talk about it (laughs) well you probably know more go ahead no,
1: well, you said the church for sure. That's that's and that's the obvious one. But it, it makes me think about hip hop music too, which which has mm-hmm. has definitely transformed over the years. But you think about a lot of the the rappers now, who if they came out like ten years ago, everybody would consider them gay, oh, queer yeah. in some way because of how they present. The how they present now is. It, they express themselves in very queer ways. Yet, you know, the queer community has received, I think, um, the least amount of respect mm-hmm. from hip hop. And I think that that's changing. So that's really cool. And now we we need church to catch up, which I think they are a little bit. But I think those two communities for sure. Church church is willing to, to glean from their queer community, but then also ostracize them, push them out. And I think that that hip hop community has done that as well. And hopefully hopefully we can stop that because we all need to be on the same train. We all queer. Like, I was let's, just let's about
0: to say <laughs> I was just about to say, I think that I mean we had I just talked about, you know, black masculinity and how rigid it is in the last episode. But that's the thing. I think all of us has not saying you are gay, lesbian, or any of those things, um, but there's a, a level of queer expression that I think a lot of us naturally have that we're just not able to express. And sometimes there's yeah. passes. You know, if you're talking, if you're in hip hop, well, he's he's masculine in these other ways, so he can wear these things and get away with these things. Um, same thing in church, there's these passes given. But if that person is actually, you know, gay, trans, any of those other things, <laughs> it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that that just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm trying to make sense of it all. But, you know, I was asking that question because it, 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 it still feels like these mini communities are being formed where, you know, there may be acknowledgement of the queer community, but sometimes there, there may not be acceptance or sometimes there uh-huh. not, may not be public recognition for it so that is very true um, yeah it's just like all these it just feels like people are dancing around (laughs) literally maybe um, around Mm -hmm. the subject of the impact of the queer community on music but it doesn't for it to be as big as I I know it is it's just funny how it's not like almost ingrained into musical culture and Mm -hmm. you know so it's 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 strange. I don't really have an answer or anything like that. It's just something that I've uh, observed. Just no. wanted to get your perspective yeah, right. on it. Um
1: right. and shout out to Lil Nas X. I was about to for fucking shit up.
0: Well that's that's my <laughs> that was my next question. It's just like well what mm-hmm. do you you think about the state of things today? Like as far as you know obviously we have more artists coming out um gay by trans uh Non-binary, like just not being <clears throat> heterosexual cis, you know, you know, people, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the state of everything now? If it, it feels feels like a little bit of liberation
1: is happening when you, because the the generations are changing, which is great. They have so much access to to each other that there's more acceptance. It seems so. You know, when we think about um him my godchild, your godchildren, they are they're experiencing things. They are the ones who <laughs> sent Lil Nas X like to the top of everything. Mm-hmm. And it's because they did not they did not care. They're like, here's this person, he's amazing, I love his music, that's it. And so for him to be able to come out, I feel like also he is he's reclaiming something that was that was taken from him in a way because he could fit in really well with the rest of the, you know, I hate, I I don't know what to call it. I'm going to call it hip hop artists, but they also live in the middle of this. They're rapping, they're singing, you know, so it's, it's that he could fit, he could blend in so well with them. He could even dress and do all the things that he does now and still say he's straight and no, and he would fit in well with them because they're all kind of doing the doing their own queer thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and the fact that he that he came out he's he's existing as he is and i feel like it's it's a reclaiming of of those um those identities the the aesthetic which i'm i'm really 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 here for so i i love him and for him to be doing it at
0: his age just love it yeah light years you know, I I know I would like to kind of give a shout out to Duran Bernard. Yes,
1: because, yes, yes, yes.
0: You know, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Yes, I, I, I honestly think that Duran is iconic to me. I think, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You know, everyone may not know who Duran is, but you know, Duran mixes so many things about the past that we love. And when we're talking about queer influences <laughs> and things like that, there that's probably the reason why we love them, but it's there's been a silence around it. So if you're talking about gospel mm-hmm. and that stuff, you're like, okay, well we know the influence, but we just can't talk about it. Duran takes mm-hmm. that and be like, nope, I'm I'm gonna fuck it up. You know, so, you know, there's gospel there, yeah. there's pop there, there's R and B, there's a little bit of funk and you know fun also you know they're queer in their expression but they're also talking about queer things in their music which is pretty rare as well in the way that he's doing it Uh so i'm like you know y'all might not like this but um i'm not saying people don't like it but people have their their taste of whatever music it is but even if you don't like it you have to respect you know what He's doing, and artists mm-hmm. like him are doing. He's just the top person that comes to my mind. But oh yeah, yeah. I, I,
1: yes, I. I always I feel like years from now, decades from now, artists will look back at people like Duran and be like, "Thank you." Mm-hmm. You know, Duran may go kind of under the radar right now, but it's because of what he's doing right now that things will drastically change in the future, even. Um, People like, you know, I like Serpent with Feet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If y'all don't know who he is, please, please look them up. Serpent with Feet being able to produce these gorgeous visuals of what queer love looks like. Queer friendship looks like in, in a way that we haven't seen. like We didn't get to see these things going up and it'd be normalized. So... I just think about when I see some of these visuals or hear songs from these kinds of artists and I'm like, the new generation is going to be able to to see themselves in this. Yes. What, what a blessing. Yeah. What a blessing that is. So, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, I'm, I'm so glad you gave Duran that shout of
0: out. Of course, one. of course. I think too, I think they're all, even Lil Nas X, <clears throat> all them, they're doing it in a way that is very um, natural for them. And I think the more you do that, because I don't feel like any of them are forcing. And a lot of people feel like there's some type of agenda or something. It's like, no, bitch, we're just being ourselves. But I think because there's such, you know, the three artists we just talked about, music is very different. And I think there are going to be people who, you know, may see themselves in Duran and may not necessarily see themselves in Lil Nas X or may see themselves in Serpent with feet. You know, I think the more that people are, are being themselves, whatever that looks like, because also think about their gender expression is not the same. You know, when you're talking about queerness, yeah. there's so many different layers, kind of like I said earlier about, you know, you have the the flamboyant person, then you also have the person who is, like, super quiet and low-key, and they're both queer. You know, that is a uh-huh. truth. And I think the more we see that represented in music, you'll get the full range of what that looks like. And people who are coming up listening to that stuff will, I don't know, find some hmm, themselves or some solace or some, like, I'm not the only one in that, which is impactful. But it also... Yeah. For those who are older and may not really get it, it shows like we love, we have lives, we have family, we go through things. Um, you know, a lot of the queer community and queer stuff is always hyper sexualized as far as how people talk about it. But I think the way that the artists that we talked about just now, um, it's the range is there. It's just like, oh, I'm I'm just talking about my mom and dad. I'm talking about this right. simple, not simple, but this relationship that I was in. Like I live life like everyone else does and I, I would hope we get more music that people are openly queer and openly talking about their experiences because I think that's where, you know, growth and safety lives in that space, you know. <laughs> Are you saying that they have the range? They have the... <laughs> <laughs>
1: is, that, is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> that, these, that these singers have the range? They... Yes, they do. Yes, they, yes, do. they do. And a quick, uh, also, since we've been doing these shout outs, quick shout out to Father Lobby C. Frey. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know who he is, but y'all just Google him. How you spell it? Listen, L A B I first name Mm -hmm. last name s-i-f-f-r-e queer icon that's it that's all i wanted to say
0: (laughs) yeah i mean yeah it's all beautiful i mean i'm yeah you know we're wrapping things up but you know as i continue to think about these things i'm trying to um because they're really interwoven with each other you know For all of us, you know, we have, for most people in the black community, we have church influences, we have all all the different genres, um, all the different type of artists. And, you know, I'm like queerness is all up in that mug, Um, whether you want to say it or not. And I feel like I've had the chance to really think about how that impacts me because it's in many different ways. And I'm glad I've had those experiences. And I'm really, really excited for where music is today in that respect. You know, um, people Mm -hmm. really Mm feeling comfortable with who they are because that's just healing. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it is. And I think hopefully we're
1: moving to the place where we understand that to be human is to be queer. And then and then maybe we don't even need the queer the queer label anymore because we realize when once you say something is queer, you're just saying it's it's kind of not the normal, not the ordinary. But none of us fit in the ordinary. And we just we, we we might choose to fit there, but to be human is to come here with something that that sets you apart from everybody else, which which will make you queer in some way. And so I do also appreciate the ways that that different people are trying to break out of that. I, I just thought about Tank, for example, who doesn't identify as queer, but remember when he came out that that he'll let a woman eat his ass? Mm-hmm. That was a big deal because straight men don't normally say that mm-hmm. out loud. That is something that that helps move the needle for us to be like, oh, well, here's this thing I thought people do <laughs> that actually, no, people get to do whatever they want to do and, and break out of the boxes that we try to put them in. So I think that Many people in their own their own little way right now are trying to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Shout out to is this Gen Z? Is that what they're called? I don't know what they're called. What what are the young people? Oh
1: called? yeah, yeah, the new the new gen. Yeah, I think this Gen Z. Okay. You know, we too older. We too well, older. know we baby, call gen Z. I
0: barely know which one I'm in. So <laughs> <laughs> me
1: either. I always try to figure it out. I'm in between a few things: baby boomer and uh... you know,
0: girl. good night. <laughs>
1: no baby boomer. Oh
0: my god. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Yeah, I think it's Gen Z though. They doing they doing all the things. I'm excited for them.
0: Yeah. So you know, wrapping up. Do you have any final parting words for the people regarding the topic today?
1: Just happy Pride, happy pride. everybody, and um, live your best, truest life. That's it. And put on put on a queer. queer artists when you uh today whatever time of day you listen to this put on the queer artists and celebrate them and celebrate yourself yeah good advice
0: all right so it's pride month and i'm asking everyone kind of the same question who comes on the show so my question for you is who has been a role model for you as a queer individual and, you know, we talked about a few of them in the show today, but outside of music, it could be the same people or not. But, you know, how would you answer that question?
1: As you were talking, I was like, who am I going to choose? And then <laughs> my aunt came to mind. My, my aunt Sylvia. She's my Yay. my queer icon, my queer role model. She was the first person um, in... Our family, well, actually, let's say she's the first person in our family to come out, but she was the i I'll say she was the first person in our family to live out loud with a partner, no matter what the family said. So that was really important for those of us who were coming up under her. Yeah.
0: Mm, love you on Sylvia. Yeah,
1: love you on Sylvia.
0: Yeah. Do you have? What what about for you? Um, it's so funny because I, I, my uncle, um, (laughs) Uncle Sean. Uh, I think like when I think about the question, I'm just like, well, probably people who showed up for you in your real life is probably gonna have more of an impact than like someone on television. Yeah. Um, and a lot of us only have if we have them one or two people at least growing up um so yeah i think there was something about him at the time because um, he he um, um he transitioned uh while i was hmm i would have been an adult for the most part so um just seeing that the whole transition understanding that there was queerness there before um He's super talented, you know, growing up in church watching him sing and be like, "Oh my gosh, like I'm related to this person." <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. Um who also to me felt like um an outsider in some ways. Kind of like how I felt, but even though we never really had those conversations um growing up. So that's like this intuition type thing happening i don't know if that's the word um that sounds energy, good to me whatever you want to call it yeah um even though it wasn't really spoken so yeah forever grateful to have him in my life and you know i wish i would have you know had these conversations earlier but that's someone who like i don't even think he knows like <laughs> the impact because <laughs> you know you're you this kid and you're just watching. Mm-hmm. You know, all of us are just watching what's happening around us, and there's just so many things that I I took from from him. That's like so yeah, cool. so, that is that's really my special. person. Hey, Uncle Sean. Yeah. Hey, Uncle Sean. <laughs> nice. Um, so we did this last time, but where can the people find you?
1: Oh Lord. Where can y'all mm-hmm. find me? Oh, C underscore. If you want them to. Mind you, um, if I may <laughs> accept you or I may not, but C underscore L-A underscore Y Barham. Figure out if you can spell it. That's me on IG.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So before we head out, we're going to do our team who for the week. And um, I hope this applies because I don't know your your eating habits as a child. But for me, I was a noodle person, <laughs> um, a Top Ramen person, if you will. OK. Uh, so my question for you is, are you team Top Ramen, which are in the pack? Um, you have to put them there in a square. You have to put up and break them up or whatever. Or are you team Couple Noodles?
1: Oh, Cup noodles. <laughs> Yes top ramen for sure now mm. mind mind you now we just i know you don't need the explanation but mind you top ramen like in the pack has different um different brands so i don't know that top ramen will be my top choice for the in the pack but definitely in the pack over in the cup
0: okay cool we'll get an explanation in a second well thank you for coming on the show two times you were the first episode and you're in this oh. episode and so much has happened in between so thank you for continuing to support me continuing to support me it's been so much fun it has been i feel like we've
1: we've grown in the last two months
0: we have <laughs> so, we really have though <laughs> no we, we have we have shout out to that
1: individually and together so appreciate you. Yeah. Keep up the great work. Thanks for having me um on a second Thanks, time. Dude. Appreciate you.
0: Thank you. And I love you, and you happy can come pride. on again. Thank you, you. I doing the most. You I'll see you in pride.
1: season 5.
0: Oh gosh. <laughs> Lord, keep us in prayer um so, <laughs> all right y'all so remember to subscribe to the great overthinker on, on apple and spotify podcast and be sure to follow us on instagram at the great overthinker if you have listener questions or would like to inquire about being a guest on the show please visit our website thegreatoverthinker.com. also if you want to hear the bonus clip for this week's team who um, you can go to the website as well and hear why Clay picked top ramen in the pack over uh, top ramen in the pack over a couple noodles. I'm sleepy, y'all. But <laughs> yes, that's all we got for today.
1: <laughs> um, oh, yes,
0: until next time. Right. Until next time. Bye, y'all. Bye, Clay. Bye, Talk to you yes. in a minute. See you soon. y'all. Yes.